0: Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Treyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Amateur Hour. Episode 11. Elf.
1: Uno. Uno.
0: Uno, uno. <laughs> we're one step closer to a real dozen. You know, I was informed last week that 10 is not actually a dozen. Who would have thought?
2: Did I, did, was I the one the, to inform you of that? Was that no.
0: On? No, oh, I received really? lots of hate mail.
2: <laughs> oh, no. my letter!
0: From- I received three pigeons as well.
2: From the dozen the dozen is the, the, the Mensa of
0: dozens. Yeah, the, the just... dozen society. Yes.
2: Dozen society.
1: They...
0: <laughs> <laughs> they sent me several strongly worded hate letters. Uh so to clarify, a dozen is twelve. Uh just again, if anybody makes yeah. a mistake like I did, it should be careful. We were okay.
2: only two off last week, but now you're getting closer.
0: <laughs> well, we have a spicy episode for everybody today. There's a lot of stuff. We're going to actually touch a little bit. A little bit. We, again, this is a professional sports podcast, but with all the upsetting spaghetti going on in uh, March, <laughs> currently in the basketball world, we are got to talk about it a little bit. However, before we get to that, Shreyas is going to take us away, start it off with the Weekly Highs. The Weekly
2: Highs. I want to start off with my personal high this week. Um, I've been feeling really good. Just kind of in a, in a mood boosting sort of fashion because of all the news about the vaccine rollout and um, just getting like some finite start dates for when things are going to start rolling out for, you know, people, people that are not healthcare workers and people on the front line and just kind of for everyone, uh, especially in Massachusetts, where we're from. So I guess regardless of how and when everyone can start obtaining both of the vaccines, it's like just it that kind me. of news. Is, yes. It's uh, it's made me feel a little better. Uh, like there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel now. So, if, uh,
0: it's only been a year, Shreyas. Uh, we, you also- know, <laughs> this is. Would
2: well, you look at that? My, my, my watch doesn't even count that high.
0: Uh, <laughs> remember when they told us? I do, I do got to say, though, the thing that kills me is remember when they told us it was going to be a two week lockdown?
2: <laughs> Tough. Yeah. I remember. I knew. I knew back then. I knew. I kind of You had to know back then to like, nah, I knew was to make two two a week. decision like
0: mm, i don't know two weeks to flatten the curve baby (laughs) no yeah we we know but again it's still like you look back and you're like holy cow at this time last year i was depressed
2: (laughs) well we'll think we were thinking in like the early spring of last year that like even even when it was at it's like it's like it was growing and it was getting to its height and stuff that like december would have been the end like oh yeah, by the end of the year, like something will happen, and something right. like it was happening. Like I think closer to December, January was when we started getting actual results, and there was a rollout for healthcare workers and things like mm. that. But um, we thought everyone would be close in December, but
0: to to getting the vaccine,
2: to getting the vaccine, yeah. So now, oh. so now it's it's a couple months, but I mean.
0: Well, Shreyas, if you haven't learned by now, welcome to Politics and Bureaucratics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, did I get a lesson this year?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shreyas, you thought that we could get something done. Well, you, sir, are quite horribly mistaken.
2: All I right. A- I wish I had more scissors for all this red tape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Edward, <laughs> I need a hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so that's
0: good i'm glad that you're feeling good it, it feel, is yeah. it is a little bit of positivity going that's we great. love that
2: yeah we love that and uh, on a on a positive sports note um mm. man all these upsets mm. in march madness this year um i love the smaller schools getting their shine um even if it comes at the expense of a lot of our brackets getting busted a um, lot isn't there only
0: i think there's only 108 perfect brackets
2: oh no no, no. there was 108 after the first day Oh yeah I don't know <laughs> how many I don't know how many after I don't yesterday.
0: think there's there's got, there can't be an after Illinois Ugh. like
2: yeah you know? Illinois Illinois probably uh crushed a lot of dreams for winning brackets um mm-hmm. I read a I read an ESPN thing so I did my brackets on ESPN um and I read an ESPN notification that said that like 15% there was the second most picked winner on ESPN. Illinois was, which I'm assuming Gonzaga is the first. Mm
1: -hmm. But,
2: um, (laughs) but yeah, that probably crushed a lot of hopes for people getting that big bonus at the end, that um, championship stimulus. But not gonna. (laughs) Oh, did you get? Yeah, it's Actually, did you get a stimmy? Uh, I I haven't yet. Um, but hopefully, hopefully I'll get one soon.
0: I'm still waiting.
2: (laughs) Yep we're we're checking we're checking every so often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it makes you feel any better. I also didn't get one so just waiting yeah because i yeah, make too much money no i'm just kidding, <laughs> it's, <laughs> just all, kidding. It's,
2: it's all a waiting game yeah we let we let the people that uh
0: need to get and it need, in first need them, get them exactly
2: yeah let them get them first and then uh we'll wait our turn
0: yes sir okay perfect yeah no i i agree with you shayas the upsets are are a little crazy like they're they're very crazy i mean just think about that a number eight meeting a number one mm. that's so exciting if you are Loyola, sister Jean prayed hard yes she prayed hard. She had those hands sweating together. She she was talking to her main man, Jesus.
2: Well, like, even even think about we had two 13s beat a four. 15, we beat had, two. We had a 15 beat a two. We had a 14 beat a three. Mm hmm. We had an eleven b to six.
0: Eleven b to six. Yeah, four. We had beat a, a twelve b to
2: five. I think right. We had uh,
0: the the Wisconsin North Carolina. That's like that's, that's close a, enough. That's close, close. Yeah, eight, that's, but it's it's
2: eight. considered an upset. But it's mm-hmm. it's close that it's almost a little bit of a wash because we knew both teams were evenly matched. Right. The twelve beating the five too. I think it was Oregon State was a twelve and Tennessee was a five. Rutgers seven syracuse 11-6 like all over the place like this is the year for the small uh the smaller programs to to take advantage of just situation and Mm -hmm. and they put themselves on a on a platform and they they showed up a lot of i guess a lot of these schools they just kind of went through the motions i was watching a lot of these games like illinois today it was just a lot of turnovers and ugh. We'll talk more, we'll talk more about it. Well,
0: so I well, actually, just on that too. So with the same thing, a very similar theme that we saw in the NBA bubble as well, is that with with certain shooters, it really depends on the person, but being in a bubble and being in a gym makes some people a lot better because Mm. of the element of depth perception. So if you think about that, right, you're playing in an open arena. The people behind the the even the way that the lights are spaced that the the background is so much farther back behind a clear hoop you know there's a lot of factors that go into shooting and shooting Mm. in an open arena so Mm -hmm. when you take that away and you put somebody in a gym i mean some of these kids just turn up they turn up
2: right environment it's just it's just a you almost feel like you're by yourself just shooting by yourself like that Mm -hmm. right like you just playing five on five at the wreck or something (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, th- what I think actually even Damian Lillard said something along these lines. He's just like, yeah, for sure. Because I think it was him and McCollum talking. Also, mm-hmm. I thank God McCollum's back. I love, mm-hmm. I love him as a player. They were talking and he's just like, yeah, like being in the bubble. You know, we had to fight hard. But for a lot of our shooters, it's so much easier. Mm. Makes sense. So these kids sense. are going yeah. through the same thing. But did you see actually, though, on a not so positive note, I did just want to mention the disparity between the weight room between the NCAA men's and women's uh, tournament like weight yes. situation. I just on, see that on, on Freaking real. Unreal. For those of you on. that don't know, in preparation for this tournament, you look at the men's weight room, which is what you would expect from a you know large, well-funded college tournament. Several squat racks, machines, free weights, all in a big sort of warehouse uh, convention hall, center type space. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the girls. The girls literally... Got one weight rack with weights ranging from, like, 5 pounds to 25 pounds. And it's one. And this is for the whole thing. And they got yoga mats on top of that, which I think adds – that's, like, salt right in the wound. It's like, oh, you you girls can stretch. So they got a, a single weight rack and yoga mats.
2: It wasn't even a space issue either, right? Because I'm right. pretty sure – I saw that Oregon player's TikTok where it really, like, she said. And it, she turned the camera around, and there was, like, a massive amount of space behind – a little wreck. Uh,
0: unbelievable unbelievable right the ncaa said they're like oh well <laughs> it appears to be a space issue right which it is <laughs> in fact was not because like like has just said on the live snapchat she turned the camera around and there was just a lot of space with just a couple chairs in the middle
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, ridiculous ridiculous yeah a lot of problems with that but just a little uh news flash for anybody who did not know on that note of not good things <gasps> the lows a uh, brony Bron has hurt his high ankle which actually honestly really sucks uh lebron he came down an atlanta hawks player landed with him and lebron on his right ankle like came down and just twisted it and you could see it it didn't look good he came right down he walked off like he knew something was up he threw a couple chairs like i would be pissed too yeah, it was it was a blatant foul too. So like the the fact that Atlanta kind of had to throw people at LeBron, that's a little sus to me.
2: Well, he like it was like they were trying to go for the ball at the same time, but he went straight into the leg. He like like dove on him. Yeah, he like dove onto the leg. Yeah, Bron loses the ball for a second, and I think it's this kid, the new kid. Oh no, no, it's Solomon Hill, and Solomon Hill falls on his leg, and the it was like an invert inverted sprain, right? So like he turned the inside of his ankle, I think. And that's what was more like I guess scarier about it was because usually with the with an ankle sprain, your ankle turns outwards.
0: Yes, but, and it turned it was um, the it was uh it was towards the inside.
2: Yeah, so his his ankle turned inside and then he stayed in the game and he shot a three and he made it.
0: Did you see that afterwards? I did not see that actually.
2: Yeah, so he stayed in the game for another for another possession, so he tried to walk it off. They passed him the ball in the corner. He hit a three, and he was jogging back, and he just kept jogging. He was like, yeah, I can't, and so he mm. just kept going, but he hit a oh, three can... before. I was like, dang.
0: That's – hey, listen, he's the man. yo no, I'm looking at it. Yeah, so his ankle rolled – yeah, so a lot of the times, like you were saying, so it rolls in a lot of the times. You land on, like, the outside of your ankle, but this time the ankle rolled out. And it was right. like the yeah. inside of the ankle was closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Right, right. I, I might have messed up the the, the terminology, but the they terminology it a, 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 a for the they call well, it. Well, you're a doctor,
0: so I'm a little upset.
2: Correct. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am as close to a doctor as you're gonna get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, for LeBron, that really stinks in the midst of a what looks like. Listen, I I, I don't I don't think anybody was, but I don't want to sleep on the Lakers. With mm-hmm. AD out, obviously they lost a couple more games than I would argue that they would have normally. But with AD mm-hmm. and LeBron, them, the risk of them losing a couple seating positions is looking very likely.
2: You know what this means, right?
0: It's the ball, It's Alex Caruso time.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was going <laughs> to also say it's Taylor and Horton Tucker time.
0: Dude, I love THT. I, I,
2: I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to see a little hype. Because I was like, oh, it's kind of a meme in the beginning. But he's been playing well. Like, mm-hmm. like he passes mm-hmm. the ball. Like, I, I didn't realize this. He's He has, like, a 10-assist game already. Over his last seven days, he's averaging 14, 4, and 5. Like, there's a little bit of buzz behind this kid. I can see why. And if he gets a little more minutes, like, mm-hmm. even if they start losing games, he's he's going to get some good work in. He's the earning
0: them. He, he is yeah. earning them. Also, he really reminds me of my friend, Makai. So, Makai, if you are listening to this, I hope you take this as a compliment. You remind me of Taylor Horton Tucker, both in the way that you you guys kind of look similar to, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's, yes, I, I like his game a lot. He's getting to the basket. He's very, very crafty, dog.
2: Yes. Very, very crafty. crafty. I like him. Like a oh, dang why does the Lakers have to dang it? You know what I mean? Like, like, I, like, I just go back to
0: the Celtics could like have picked they, up Christian wood for 13 mil this off season, but instead we're eating beans. Oh my God.
2: Like as if the Lakers needed any more, right now they have like this, this kid and he can also coming up. He yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you well, gonna
0: do? I mean, think about that too. He's developing well as a player underneath all of this star power as well.
2: Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I
0: like that it's they're pretty giving good. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan. If you don't have a THT jersey, get it. Get it right now. Buy low. Buy low. <laughs> Stongs <laughs> only go up. <laughs> All right, so my uh, personal to, low. THT to the moon. THT to the moon. My personal low yeah. was that I played basketball earlier. Early. My personal low is that I played basketball earlier today, and I couldn't hit a single three. So.
2: Have you been working yeah.
0: on the three? I've been trying to. So my goals for this summer is to get my three-pointer down and to get my dunking down. Just get it straight. Mm. Mm. Just line it up. Get it good. You know, I've been feeling good jumping. Obviously, with the cardio is coming back now that we can get out <laughs> outside and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but just, just get that down. Get my one leg, one hand. Get my two, you know, get my power dunks, get my motion dunks, whatever. And then also get the three. But today I played and uh, oh, it was bad. It didn't feel good. And it was one of those things where like I just rushed to go outside, outside the three point arc way too fast. Like I didn't take my time warming up with proper form shots. I didn't, yeah. shoot, you know, like elbow jumpers. Like I didn't work on the, the closer stuff before going out. So it's it's on me, but it was still like.
2: You tried to play in, outside in instead of inside. out. was what you say. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then when I'd like go inside the arc and go for like a pull up too, it just went boom. Mm-hmm. So uh it's <laughs> hey, just battle problems, bro.
2: <laughs> ball ball is life, so I mean, as long as you continue to work on it, you'll probably you'll probably you'll get there soon. Especially with the Thank weather, you. like you'll uh you'll everybody it's nice to out, I'm gonna outside. be out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thank God this like you said last week, mm-hmm. if you didn't catch last week's episode, go check it out. Shreyas mentioned in his personal low the weather. It has us down bad being so cold, but it's not anymore. Let's talk. Let's, uh, let's work our way over. Let's grab our forks and our knives. We'll work into Mm -hmm. the meat and potatoes. Let's kick it off with some tourney talk real quick. So yeah, again, we talked a little bit off the highs, talked about the upsets, but who do you think is going to win it all at this point? Going Zags?
2: Man, I really like how Gazaga's playing. Um, I think they're the most, I think they're the most complete team along with Baylor. I think Baylor is a better, is a really good defensive team, and that's one thing is that like if they meet up, and that's probably the most realistic possibility is Baylor Gonzaga in the final, which would be amazing. And Baylor is a really good team defending the three, and Gonzaga shoots the three really well. Um, they have a lot of scores. Jalen Suggs, of particular because he's probably going to be a lottery pick this coming year. I Mm -hmm. if I had to pick one of them. I just think I just think in a college game where defense is like I I don't know I really like Baylor for some reason now because I just feel like the more hyped team is always is losing like every time (laughs) like it's just one of those things where it's like every time you're like oh yeah this team's oh yeah they lose like Virginia oh no Ohio Ohio (laughs) Ohio won oh Ohio Um,
0: hurt that's you know what I
2: mean yeah. Uh, with, I think I think the bon, the same Bonaventure Bonnies had some hype, even though they were a nine seed versus LSU. Yeah, LSU won. Um, jo- uh, what was the it bo- Georgia Dude, I, was,
0: I was actually excited to see the Bonnies play because they yeah. they looked hungry, uh, but they just their their depth was a little bit uh, yeah like lacking. But I yes. like I like the way that they play. I think they have some really good talent. So
2: another another one, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had some. Major hype. Um, mm. They weren't. They didn't have their best player play in that game, but it was one of those things where it was like the team that everyone felt was good enough to, if they could get past the first round, um, and they get their best player back, like they could make a real run or they could make you know a couple rounds. That hype train went to a complete halt, <laughs> and they lost. They lost pretty. Uh, they lost pretty handily, eleven points to Loyola Chicago on the on that first day sound um, bad <laughs> yeah and then and then today with illinois oh like like and we were talking about this, the, the turnovers um uh they're their be- one of their best players io dasunmu who doesn't turn the ball over that much he had some key turnovers six turnovers and it was just it was just like People just ripping the ball on uh, on dribble dri- on dribbles. Just like mm-hmm. he wasn't even he wasn't even moving. He wasn't even driving. And someone's just sticking their hand out from of Chicago, and the ball mm-hmm. is loose. And I'm like, you just can't have that <laughs> happen because <laughs> all these possessions matter, especially when you're playing a low a lower scoring game. Right. Well, that's I, I mean that's I mean straight
0: is right there. That's like a basic like defensive tactic. It's like if somebody's going to try to rip the ball either you know bring it high low or just rip through low, you just put your hand out. Yeah. And you could just go boop, which is yeah. crazy that they're going to let something as simple as that cause, force them to just, like, choke and, and turn over the ball. But yeah, I was not out there playing, so.
2: And these tourney refs, from what I've seen, have really let these these players play. There's been a decent amount of contact. Um, mm. There have been a couple ticky-tack fouls, but I feel like, for the most part, the refs have done a good job just, just letting these guys play through contact and, you know— if there's a, if there's some bumps, they're not like calling it immediately, right? Um, and it's it's been it's been good to watch, just you know, people going through a little bit of a struggle and you know getting a rhythm and um and fighting through it. So I'm not I'm a little disappointed that there are that many turnovers because you know how these refs are going to call it. Like you don't want to just kind of you know flail or flop or because they're they're probably not going to call it, right? So, Illinois was definitely a bummer. And, oh, Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh,
0: oh from the, from the upsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Tough. Yeah, tough. Um, Oral Roberts was a phenomenal team. Obviously, I haven't been keeping up with the Oral Roberts fan base. <laughs> but um, I probably should have because they had the best score in Division One, And they just played so well together. And that overtime was like one of those – like mind over matter type overtimes because it's one of those things where it's like if it's a clean slate you have a feeling that the better team will want to you know get it done right it's just like okay right tied up we have five minutes let's just be the best we can for five minutes we know where we have the talent but it's one of those things where oral roberts is like no we have the talent too like what are you talking about and they they just ran it down their throats drove through the hole. They got they got the fouls they needed and Ohio State just couldn't capitalize when it was needed on dribble drives and mm. um they couldn't get the rebounds they, they wanted. There's some bad shot selection at the end. And it was just it was just crazy to watch a fifteen beat a two that early. Um you never expect it. You always mm-hmm. expect okay, maybe after one round, okay. There's some mm-hmm. one eights or you know, two set like that type of stuff, but you never expect a 15-2. That's why. 15
0: like, 2 is yeah. yeah. Yep. I yeah. I mean that that Crazy. that was a pr- pretty good breakdown. I just you know, when it comes to crunch time, I mean they did you know they did put it into OT. So yeah, tops them, true. but that is true. still taking the L to Oral Roberts.
2: Oral Roberts put some respect on their name. They were playing really up, well. A. Fun to yeah. watch. That team was fun yep. to watch. Good stuff.
0: Wait. So did you did you give your pick for who you think is winning at all? Because I, I, oh, I don't think you did. I think you had a, you were <laughs> like you're like I like the Zags, but uh.
2: <laughs> uh, I didn't think you would go back to it. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick, if I had to pick, I'd still I probably still pick Gonzaga. I know that's like mm. obvious opposite of the hype train thing I was going on him, but <laughs> um, I just honestly have him in too many brackets to to not say Gonzaga. Yeah. I have to keep faith.
1: Okay. I have to hope one, right.
2: of these days, one of these days I'll win a I'll win a pool of something. I'll win money somewhere. I don't know. It's getting I, sad I, out here.
0: I agree with you. Actually, I think the Zags are going to take it. Yeah. But,
2: uh, yeah, we'll There's, see. They're so deep. I, I do expect Gonzaga-Baylor at this point, because I think they're just... Unless something massively crazy goes wrong...
0: Like you said, Trey, this is the year.
2: This is the year. I know. My hands are on my head right now, because I am very confused. <laughs> Every time I talk about it, I'm like, "How?" And then I'm like, "Oh well, it's March. It makes sense." <laughs> uh, but it's been fun to watch. I love, I love this uh, this time of year.
0: Absolutely. All right. Any other thoughts on tournament? Or are we moving on to our next segment?
2: Yeah. Let's let's keep it going.
0: Okay. We did it for the first time a few weeks ago when we talked about NBA shooting guards, but it's back this week. The Gauntlet, Amateur Hour Edition. Actually, this week is the Center Edition. So, Shreyas, on the Gauntlet this week. Actually, before I say that, for those of you that are new to the Gauntlet, the Gauntlet is very similar to other styles of elimination, kind of pick 'em, what have you, where I will give Shreyas four players. Right now, we're doing within the same basketball position. Shreyas can then choose to, he has no idea who's on the list, He's going to give one person the golden egg, the trophy. This is like your number one guy. He's going to put two of them on his bench, just reserves, like he likes them, keep them, whatever. And he's going to be sending one person to work at Home Depots. They will never play, they will never play professional basketball ever again. That's it. It's over. So this week. We have the center edition on the gauntlet. We have. Nikola Jokic, which comes as no surprise because if you've been following the NBA, this man is having an MVP season. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But okay, I'm not going to taint it. I'm just going to go through. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo, oh, and geez. Carl Anthony Towns.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh,
0: I was contemplating. I was contemplating throwing Vooch in there because I know how much yeah. you love him. I love him. But I'm going to go with Jokic, Embiid, Bam and Cat. Who is getting the golden egg and who is being sent, <laughs> literally sent home like Home Depot has their orange smock.
2: Oh jeez. Right? Okay. Um oh, can I play. can I can I have them join like the G League or something? Mm-mm. Like like they're never are cut to touch the
0: basketball again. No, no, it's over. This is this is the life that we've chosen.
2: <laughs> oh, this is like cutthroat life. I don't know if I want to live this life. That's yeah, is is
1: right.
2: Okay, <laughs> all right. So for sure, I want to start Jokic. I wow. think,
0: He's, you're giving him the golden egg off the yeah, jump. Yeah,
2: I think I think what he provides from just an all around ability. Um, he doesn't give you the most offense of the group, but his ability to create offense for other people, um, and he just knows when to like turn it up a notch.
0: Oh my god, dude, he's so like I mean, it's like it's what so
2: skill. He they played today. He had a triple double. They lost, but he had a triple double. Like he just um he knows. Okay if my team isn't scoring i gotta score and a lot of i feel like a lot of people stars at least they aren't uh looking to create for others and then see okay is it my turn to turn it like kick it up a notch they're like okay let me do what i need to do first and then we'll Mm -hmm. see hey like
0: Okay, where guys, everyone, I I would be else? now distributing <laughs> the basketball? Dude, his right. passing is so good.
2: It's so crazy. It's
0: so good. I I mean just think about also how far he's come. You know, when he entered the league, he was arguably unathletic and arguably out of shape, but mm-hmm. losing all that weight and becoming just a different player. I mean, the way he can run the floor now. They're in yeah. transition, like Jokic can take the ball. Which is yeah, super cool because he's
2: seven one. It's fun to watch him lead a a fast break or an outlet pass. His outlet passes are so nice. They remind me of mm-hmm. like when Kevin Love was throwing outlet passes um,
1: mm-hmm. in
2: mm-hmm. Cleveland, like when it was like 2015, 2014, 2015, like around mm-hmm. then. Before
0: um, he was injured every year.
2: <laughs> yes. Before him, before before uh, he became old Kevin. Um, How is he, so, he's still here?
0: Uh, I should have put yeah. Kevin Love in a gauntlet. I would have made it. <laughs> That would have made it more difficult, I think.
2: Yeah, I think I would have probably started him if he had put it up there. <laughs> um <laughs> But I'm glad I'm glad you didn't have to make me make that decision.
0: All right, Shai, um, yeah, So who so you put on your bench and who is okay, Jokic. I yeah, I mean a lot of people I think will argue it's a toss-up between Jokic and Embiid. However, Embiid is having a great season this year. Mm-hmm. But I argue that his biggest problem over prior years is his endurance.
1: Mm-hmm
0: you watch him in the playoffs and come second half when he's playing hard and when he's that go-to post-up guy, you know, playing the post is not easy at all. It takes a lot of stamina, a lot of strength, a lot of power to, you know, not only get to your position, but fight for your position, do your moves, do your dribbles, fade away. Even if you're just shooting, lay it up, dunk it, you know, whatever you got to do to body Mm -hmm. up another person who's most likely seven feet, you know, like two something, that's hard. That's hard. So when Embiid is the guy and they run that like Mm post-ISO frequently, come second half, he is just, he is arguably a shell of his former self. Brett Brown even talked about it. He said, every year I hope that Joel will come in in shape. And he never does. Now that's kind of a bold thing to say to the press, but he's not wrong. And you can see it in like back-to-back sometimes. This year he looks a lot better stamina-wise. Like he, he, he's been keeping it up and, uh, you know, to see him with the injury that tough. Okay. Okay. So besides the tangent, Trace, who, who are, who are you picking?
2: I think my first bench spot has to go to Bam.
0: Okay. And I think you're not, you can't cut him bead.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think the band, I think, well, let's talk about Bam first. I think when you want defense he gets you defense and he is such a great like he shifts his feet so well yeah yeah um and people always like bring it back to the tatum block um which is one of the greatest blocks i've ever seen in my entire life um but just on like a on a he's the most athletic of these four yeah of the group group, um and his ability to play on ball his ability to time blocks, um, and he has just grown more by getting more possession time for himself, um, in his offensive game. So now he's averaging over 20 points a game, um, along mm-hmm. with his rebounding stats, gaudy rebounding stats, 10 10 or 11 rebounds a game. And oh, he's he puts a willing passer,
0: yeah. So yeah. he's six, he's six nine, too. So people, yeah. You might hear, oh, he's a little undersized. But to your point, the way that he moves his feet, the way that he can get up, he he uses his I think he's a smart player, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the way that he uses his feet to, you know, move around the basketball. I mean, you can see him. He sometimes has to guard forwards and even guards, and he can like yep. keep pace with them. Is he yep. perfect? No. No. But he he's only twenty three years old. Can you believe
2: that? That's unbelievable.
0: Twenty-three. I mean that that is a grown ass man out there. Did you see also his dunk over Sabonis?
2: Oh yes, and they challenged it and he got it. What a dunk too! What um, a dunk! Oh, literally he, over like, him. Need, he like needed Sabonis in the, in the stomach. Dog, but, yeah, Sabonis
0: he, literally got like he he elevated like there wasn't even I would there's not even that much contact. He elevated over him. Yeah, and went boom.
2: It was a du- it was a standing dunk from outside of the restricted area and he reached over him. It was like one of those like um Blake Griffin oh. type things. Uh-huh. Where he just kept reaching and kept reaching and then he just like was able to get it straight in. And I was like Unreal. And he just caught Sabona sliding just a little on that challenge workout. Well I was like, uh-huh. oh, thank God that one of these <laughs> wasn't brought back for an offensive foul because then it's you know you always always get the oh it was a great dunk, but it wasn't really—you know—it never was a dunk on the floor. Which I think the—I be- think one of the best of all of them was. Have you, you remember the the Richard Jefferson one? It's one of these things where you're like, "That was ri- That's Richard Jefferson. Like, like that's something you would have thought he did in two thousand and three. Like he was when he got up. This is one of the biggest disgraces in NBA refing history. When you get um, dunked on, when you get dunked on so hard, the refs feel sorry for you and call off offensive foul. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh,
0: Unreal. Uh,
2: <laughs> the one dislike is Kate Gilchrist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Shreyas, on the gauntlet, are you you're cutting cat?
2: I yeah, and yeah. An out of bio. it's tough. It's tough. It's it's not. Because... Is it tough
0: though? Is it tough? Because for me, this one when I made it, I was like, mm, there's one well, of these is not like the other.
2: Well, it's one of those things where I'm like if you're a great big man, are you are you helping your team enough to get you as many wins as possible? And it's one of those things where it's like, town stats are phenomenal. Like, if you just look at his basketball reference page, he's <laughs> 24 and 11 with you know, a block and a half. And but it's just every year the Timberwolves are the bottom three in um the NBA standings. And they're like shooting for a lottery pick every year. And every, every year like Towns is a number one pick, right? And now four or five, seven years later, Anthony Edwards is a number one pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves. In that in in that time they've had Towns, they've had Wiggins. It's just it's I don't understand why they can have all of these picks and Towns isn't really com like that combining as that big piece that is leading to mm. a certain amount of wins. Right. Like they should be, even if the West is like like massively competitive and I'm not expecting them to be a 5-6 seed every year just because of talents. But I'm expecting them to at least be the Sacramento Kings. It's one of those things where you're like, it's got, they got to be in the race. They got to be in the 9-10 range fighting for that eighth playoff spot. And consistently, they get the number one pick. They get the talent. And they revert back to 11, 12, 14. Like, mm-hmm. They're always mm-hmm. there, and it's—I don't know. It's just one of—I'm—I'm I'm not doubting Towns's talent, talent. I'm doubting his the impact winning, on winning. Impact on winning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's yeah. all I can say. I can. I can. Say, ag- right. I, can ag- I. Not to toot your own horn, but I—I I agree. On Cat, his inability to affect winning is ridiculous, and it is kind yeah. of like big baby out there he's like "Uh, uh, uh," i don't know i guess cat has that reputation of and we talked about this actually in what some of our first episodes about how maybe it was the interactions with jimmy butler about why Mm -hmm. you think cat is soft and whatnot but to me some of the injuries some of the behavior and just sometimes the way that he plays and will give up in the middle of a game i've seen i've literally seen this dude throw his arms up and just kind of like salt saunter excuse me off the court when you yeah. get swapped out like he just sometimes you're like you don't care enough and while you say that I, he yeah. has the talent it's like are you gonna apply that right because you mm-hmm. like even takes like a kid in school you could be freaking a genius but if you're not applying yourself to your work then what's the point what's the point and you're right. still gonna get bad grades like all right so right. i i agree with you i mean bam out of bio is an athletic superstar wicked good on defense it can get you like a lob threat but also like his his, his shooting is getting better like super good athlete and dominant dominant center can pull the three when he needs to but his inside presence man uh and then just the hype that he brings to mm-hmm. watch out for jojo and then Jokic. i mean a a, a terrific one of, one of the best passing centers i've ever seen yeah passing playmaking ability to run the floor, but also even a score too. Shrey you watch him just shoot over people.
1: Yeah. They'll be in oh, his face. They're like
0: he, that the fadeaway. fadeaway. The arc on his shot is insane. It's like, woo, mm. rafters boop, right through super good. And cat. Yeah. Cat has the skill. He's had some great posters in his career. He's had some nice threes, decent passing, some good handles, but yeah, they don't, they don't win. The Timberwolves I, are uh,
1: not it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I do I do wanna say I am not of the belief that Kat is soft per se. Um I think coming from a standpoint of like what he's gone through in his personal life, I don't I don't think that soft is necessarily the right word. Mm. I would say Kat does does have a propensity to to look at the situation around him yes. and and Trying to feed into it yeah like he looks at like because mm-hmm. like the team hasn't helped him a lot in the in the essence of veteran leadership right he's had to grow up to be the leader without anyone having to stay long enough to help him understand what it means to be a leader
0: wow like, i wow you know I, mean? I really that's a great perspective Wow, like he that got drafted to be a leader,
2: and it just never works out. Like, And you're
0: a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to – yeah.
2: Yep. It just never works out. And I wish Jimmy Butler had stayed there long enough to kind of throw Wiggins and Le- – I don't know. Levine wasn't there because he got traded for him. But Wiggins and Towns, it like, you know, to the, invaded, ropes, to the ropes and say, hey, like, this is what you got to do to win. I know I've been further than you guys. I know what it means to to do this and this and this properly. You got to come to the gym and you got to work out with me. And I did wish that Jimmy Butler didn't just kind of go on a tirade and want to get himself traded. I, w- I wanted him to to stay there and build something a little bit with him. Um, and that kind of him. Kind
0: I, of I would him. argue that Jimmy Butler put on the pressure. And there's two things that you can do because mm. I'm sure before his tirade, there was pressure from him you know when you have guys with that personality who want to win that Mm -hmm. he that dude was absolutely making comments absolutely talking making his voice heard so he's Mm -hmm. applying the pressure right to the team to the players to the coach Mm -hmm. you have two directions that you can go with the pressure you can crack or you can get stronger Mm -hmm. and i i don't want to make it sound like i'm taking like such a such a dualistic approach like there is there is this or this there is that Mm -hmm. but I hear what you're saying about Jimmy Butler, but I also think that him being there expressing his displeasure, I think that might even be something just to the Celtics that that you need more of. You need more people to be upset, but you need people to, instead of fall apart and just be like, well, we're not going to win. You need to take that and be like, Jesus Christ, Jesus H Christ. Let's get our act together. Let's start to win. Like let's, like let's go on a freaking vacation. I don't know. Let's go somewhere. Let's build some chemistry. Like let's all go out to dinner. Let's hit the gym in the morning. Like, I do you understand kind of like what, where I'm trying to go with this?
2: Yeah, it's got it. You got to be upset, but it's got to be productive. Like, yeah, just be, yes. it just can't be a pouty upset. It's got to be a p- yes. upset, but then you, it makes you want to work harder. You can't just. It's one of those things where I, I kind of hate, even though you gotta say I still hate when players come out and they're like. We're just not playing good basketball right now, like, and it's and then when you hear it the first time, I'm like, yeah, you aren't. But then when you hear it the third and the fourth time after a four game losing streak, a five game losing streak, and then I'm like, I mean, this is a broken record. Like, if like one of these days you got to not say <laughs> we're not playing good, you got to say we played good basketball today. That means you're not working like to play good basketball.
0: Yeah, I agree. I left a uh, I left a comment on. As I do sometimes, you know, I'll go on the Celtics subreddit and I'll just kind of peruse to see what other fans are thinking. Right. And I left a couple comments. One of my most popular was at the start of this year talking about our drafting. And I said that we need to stop drafting projects. Mm -hmm. If we are going to make a playoff push last year, the year before, this year, or next year, we can't have a four – a three to four year project sitting on our bench. Like realistically Mm. what we can exchange that with is veteran leadership on the note of projects, right? You see Tremont waters, Carson Edwards, Romeo Lankford, Grant Williams, taco fall. And they're just sitting there. Like Mm -hmm. they're having very little success. They're having a lot of drawbacks. Taco is probably my favorite because when they put him in, he alters the shots. And he changes the defensive scheme of the game, which some people say, oh, well, he can't really move. But even just having him on the block on defense and offense is a game changer, in my opinion.
2: Right. The only only problem is he comes in when it's a 20 point lead or deficit with one minute left in the game.
0: Right. In the one game, one of the like the two or three games where we played him like real time was against the Washington Wizards the first time we played them. And he really made an impact on the game, I think. Yeah. Okay, over over to the projects, right? You have Carson Edwards and, and Tremont Waters. Yes, they have flashes of greatness. Yes, they have, you know, uh, Waters was G League Rookie of the Year. Great. Then mm-hmm. you see him get into an NBA setting, and their potential is limited by their physical size, realistically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're not going to be dominant, dunking, driving to the basket players who are going to, you know, use their athleticism, skill, and IQ to dominate the basketball court. Like, they are right. – defensively as well then you have langford and williams who langford's been hurt and williams is like not just not showing up so it's like what what are we doing what are you going to do right now we've drafted these projects they're not working out why are they still on the roster why aren't we trading for legitimate veteran leadership Mm -hmm. or letting the projects play because tegan thompson ain't it they're not it yeah and so why aren't we making adjustments with them? Like, they, they could even just be like, let go. Like, they're not going to help us with the playoff push.
2: I agree. I think I think it's one of those things where you wait too long when you're trying to find veteran help. Yeah. And you keep waiting and you keep waiting. And it, it was kind of, I, I hearken back to Belichick's offseason last year for the from a Patriot standpoint where he kept waiting for a quarterback. All right, who's on the who's on the free agent market right now? All right, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want I want to wait. I want to see you know who comes cheaper and you know if there's a cheaper but good option. And then he kept waiting and then he kept waiting, and then we got to May without a quarterback. He was like, <laughs> "Oh man, uh, well <laughs> uh, we got ODAs coming up." Uh, okay, Cam Newton. Like it was one of those things where it's like we were like, uh, "Okay, Jeff Teague twist Tristan up.
0: Mm.
2: and it was Are like, you?
0: "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Because you know I mean? Jeff yeah. Teague, I mean, you look at both of them last year. Really, Shreyas, tell me what did either of them do? Minimal,
2: like, really, like, minimal bench minim- roles, yeah, yeah, right.
0: They weren't even they weren't even like veteran pieces on their current teams.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I'm devil's advocate, you could say, oh well, maybe they didn't fit with the team. But what makes you think that they're going to be a good fit here? And and I agree with you. It's it was like a last dish effort again. I've heard Danny Ainge, or I saw Danny Ainge say he's not going to make any moves before the trade deadline for the 50-year in a row. Super. Brad Seaman says that he wants to stay on as coach. Super. And then we have these projects and failed draft picks. I also saw a draft analysis of, like, the past three or four years, and we've gotten nothing besides Tatum and Brown. That's it. And you see us talking about trades as well, which, again, aren't going to happen. Think about John Collins, right? I like, he's an athletic, high-flying forward, really cool. Mm -hmm. He's not going to fix the problems on the Celtics because Mm -hmm. who's going to get this man the ball? (laughs) He's not a shot creator, right? Right. And when we have zero playmaking and run ISO six times out of ten, holy cow, who's going to get this guy the ball? He's not going to fit into our system at all, and which is, like, you see him now. He's thriving, and he has some decent numbers because Mm -hmm. he's with Trey Young. Yeah. Right? And, And Rondo, and Rondo. Both of these yeah. guys are pass-first, agile guards who know how to draw defense and get their people open. Yep. Agreed. So John Collins coming to the Celtics, while he's a good player, he's not – like the system that we're running right now needs to be obliterated. It needs to be uh, – put it on Alderon, fire up that Death Star, <laughs> baby, and <laughs> just yeet it. It's gone. It's off. Create mm. something new. Create motion offense and get some – Gd playmakers in there I don't know yeah. that's, just, that's just how no, I feeling. Like.
2: i I agree I think it's 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 frustrating as a fan to to watch your team year after year not do anything and not do anything know that there's a problem but then they say oh well for this reason a either a it's we have we needed XYZ to be healthy or b we need the cap room or you know, yeah, I mean? or we couldn't right. find the trade, and then it was just like, "All right, yeah, I mean, I guess so, but, but not really. or are are you really? Are you sure? Are you sure about that? Like, <laughs> but I think, I think, I think besides besides that point, I think that it's one of those problems when we go back to the the gauntlet. You can't just like with towns and with the with the Timberwolves, you can't just expect an influx of you know random players to come in and help the team, like the like Ricky Rubio's cool but like it, does he really fit like like the team already shoots really badly and Ricky <laughs> Rubio is not the best shooter in the world like you know what I mean like they don't have the right yeah. pieces to 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 make Town a better player and Town in turn is gets frustrated a lot and doesn't enjoy playing the game with uh, the team he has the at the moment team. so yeah
0: i think I mean, you see some shines in Anthony Edwards. Again, I, we talked on him a few episodes ago about his attitude towards basketball and mm-hmm. how we didn't agree with his quote, but it, it, he plays like he likes it.
2: He plays like, yeah, he, he definitely does. He's been on a on a tear.
0: His dunk over Yuta Watanabe, oh my god, yeah,
2: unbelievable, yeah.
0: That should be dunk of the year. I like right now so far.
2: Unbelievable dunk, yeah. It was coming from. I think it was like coming from the baseline or something. Coming from I mean, the baseline, he jumped he took, from like, this crazy angle, yeah. And he cocked that thing ninety
0: degrees, like it was it was parallel to the ground, and then he went it right over and just on this dude's head.
2: I was like, I was like, wow, he got hops. So I kind of wish you, now that, that that the dunk contest had him.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what I
2: mean, like him and like Bam, like all these people that oh, could Bam dunk. Would be,
0: <laughs> Bam would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a little like creativity in the dunk contest. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, who knows? I, if you are not driving and have free time while you're listening to this look up anthony edwards dunks on just look up anthony edwards dunks period but yeah. look uh, on just y-u-t-a yuda yeah anthony edwards dunks on yuda and you should mm-hmm. find some you, you'll find the dunk it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal all right so Shrey, you brought up the patriots mm-hmm. a few seconds ago let's mm-hmm. talk about the crazy borderline historic free agency that they've had over the past week holy cow yeah. 10 people
2: so yeah you, you made a nice segue um when you were talking about basketball and you're talking about the Celtics in particular about um, drafting projects and you know how much time do you have to wait and is it even worth it to to wait four or five years to develop a, a, a kid that I don't know does he really have that star potential star quality? And a lot of these coaches don't have that four or five year period. They don't get long-term deal like that. If the guy's not good or the team's not good in two or three years, mm-hmm. you're out, like you're, you're toast. Right. So yeah, I think with the Patriots, we're in one of those situations where Bill knows that if he doesn't get the ship back on track quickly, either a, he's going to have to retire first or B he's like, <laughs> if we're getting into, you know, is he on the hot seat type of level. So I think he said, "Okay, I'm going to take advantage of the amount of cap room we have. I'm going to take advantage that the other teams don't want to spend like they do on a normal year for the same free agents that we like that everyone has a chance to get." And I don't want to keep drafting guys because I don't have four more years. Like I, maybe I want to maybe I have four years total, maybe I have five years total left in mm-hmm. coaching. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to spend it on three 19 year old kids that maybe in the fifth year, in the eighth game, they finally break? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of they thing get, so he said. Right. So he went out and he got, he made a massive haul, haul. in this free agent class.
0: This man took his bag out, opened it up, and just, my God, he he found the Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. 10 people, starting with, I guess, yeah. the, the, the top headline that I've seen is Nelson Aguilar coming to New England.
2: That's the top headline you've seen? That's right
0: now what I've seen that people are making the most buzz about. Nelson Aguilar. Yes.
2: I think from a, I think from a, like a iffy standpoint, probably. Right.
0: Oh yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I make So
0: that. Yeah. for, for, uh, listeners who don't know, Nelson Aguilar was drafted by Philadelphia in 2015, played decently. He had, I think his first or his second and third season were decent. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden in Philadelphia, he Oh my God, he put butterfingers on his fingers and mm-hmm. let things just slip through. He had drop passes and mm-hmm. absolute whips. He went to the Raiders last year and did mm-hmm. a lot better. Shreyas was talking earlier about how his specialty is catching deep passes, and yeah. the Raiders game plan had a lot of deep pl- passes, and he was able to thrive under that. So now but, he's here in New England. How do you think that's going to play out?
2: It, it just seems like an odd fit. I really like that bill said we need wide receivers i was just concerned about who was on the board from a wide receiver standpoint in free agency and then what we overpaid for because we knew you knew we had to overpay in most positions because we just didn't have brady to to upsell people hey we're gonna be good because we have brady or you know we had a down here so take five million
0: there. and uh, call it a day <laughs>
2: right we don't have that anymore so we knew we had to overpay but it, when you have Galladay still on the board when you have Will Fuller is still on the board when you have mm. Juju Smith-Schuster is still on the board mm. when you have well, Corey Juju's Davis got a big board.
0: contract Juju's got a big one so
2: no, well he went he well he ended up going back to Pittsburgh he took a hometown discount for eight million for one year
0: right um, oh okay okay so
2: yeah so he obviously probably wasn't on the board on the board, but he was still on the board from a, his name wasn't on a team yet when we signed Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. And it just felt like the Aguilar deal, which was two years for 26 million. And I think close to 16 or above, right around 16 million guaranteed. That's a lot of guaranteed money for a day one receiver of, I'd say D class stature in this free agent class. Like, He wasn't like the most highly sought after. Like, you probably could have waited three, four, five. Like, he could have probably waited till Friday. He, I don't think he would have gone, or you would have been able to, you know, boost your hey, you're still here. Why don't we, you know, figure something out type of thing? Right. I don't like that he was a day one signing and we gave him 16 million guarantee. And we over, I think we over, overpaid our hand with that one. Mm. But,
0: may, I yeah. mean, Oh, I, straight, but that's the thing: is that he's signed, and so we're gonna hope, mm-hmm. dude. That's a thing too: is when we're, we, Cam Newton is our QB, and that might be the weakest link in the chain.
2: Yeah, he's still on the and, roster, which is like,
0: uh. <laughs> but is he really known for throwing deep, beautiful outlet passes?
2: Not really. It felt like he had a. <laughs> you, you think about you think about the MVP Smile year. The yeah, you think about the MVP year, right? and he was. He could, he still had the arm strength and you, you know he had it in him at one point. But then you think about, you know what happened last year. And if this is the path they want to take this year, and there's still a lot of time to go. We're still a month away from the draft. Like things could happen on the the Deshaun Watson front, the Jimmy Garoppolo front. You never, you never know if Cam Newton is still the long term plan. They could it still re- trade him. You know what I mean? They could straight, they could trade Newton. It's like you never know. Yeah. But as of right now, the two wide receivers that we got don't seem like a fit for Camden.
0: Kendrick. Kendrick Bourne, the other one.
2: Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne's a little more. He he does more medium routes. He does he doesn't do a lot of deep stuff like Aguilar does. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe he could act as like a, a a better version of the Jacoby Myers that we have. The you know Nikhil Harry, like that type of person that just does small dig routes and goes over the middle and can catch, you know, and, you mm-hmm. know, layoff for balls and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't know if Cam Newton can consistently throw over 15 yards. Like these are, those are the types of receivers you've got now. 15 yard routes. Can he throw right. it to the hands of someone 15 yards away? I am doubtful of that.
0: I mean, that, 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 that is the question. I really, like I said, I think Cam Newton might be the weakest link. Mm-hmm. If we got Deshaun Watson, now this is uh spitting into the wind here, but mm-hmm. we are poised to look a lot better than we were last year. Mm. If we got Deshaun Watson with all these other free agent signings, dude, that's that's a solid that's a solid team. Right. Like really, because we also got Johnu Smith. We uh traded Marcus Cannon for several pick swaps. Uh, we got Justin Bethel. We brought back Van Noy, who I'm a big fan of. We got Hunter Henry. We got a lot of defense as well. Uh, we got rid of Ryan Izzo, our tight end, for a 2022 seventh rounder. So we made. I mean,
2: yeah. Well, a couple linebackers,
0: at- couple defensive tackles, like that. Pretty good. Yeah
2: will you, well, you look at um, kind of what came in and what came out with what, what you were what you were talking about. But John o. Smith and Hunter Henry going back to a two tight end set, like when we had uh, Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, um, and it worked really well. And Belichick knew how to use two tight ends, and it, it, from a from a standpoint of making the tight end your your, I guess putting him on the pedestal, I think belchick found the two best tight ends and he knew their skill sets and um henry's a really good blocking tight end but he's his ability to to catch the football he has it like he's one Mm -hmm. of the premier receiving tight ends yeah with John smith he is known for being the more athletic person in the like in the class like he is he is a physical specimen (laughs) he can outrun you he can outrun you from uh for his for his height and weight, like you look at him run, and he he looks like he looks like he whatever Derrick Henry was, you know, getting fed down there in, in Tennessee, he's like the tight end version of it. Like he, that's how like sculpted he looks from a tight end tans, uh, standpoint. And we paid him, we paid him handsomely, and I think those would really work well if we had a better quarterback. Um, um, even with Cam, I feel like Cam would use the tight ends more if we had a good one like depending on ryan Izzo and devin asiasi and i don't even know we had a third guy i don't even remember his name uh depending on all those three guys like cam newton can't do
0: humongous but <laughs> <laughs> honestly could have been right because your point was not not even used like not even not even not a, even
2: used like a non-factor
0: a non-factor exactly um, yeah, John, John. Well, John, who had eight receiving touchdowns last season. So yeah. his, you know, his individual stats were, I think he was tied for 20th on like yardage, mm-hmm. uh, his receptions, targets, whatnot.
2: And, and we got to remember to uh, Tennessee was a run for his team. Like they focused on Derrick Henry. First.
0: Versus, well, they didn't just focus on him. That was
2: that was the team. <laughs> the correct. that was that was their team um I mean, you, they, see,
0: they, you see it's all like everybody on the roster is like <laughs> faces of derrick henry you see the coach is just derrick henry Yeah. <laughs> that, okay that talk about physical that, assessment though that man's insane
2: yeah so he had 2000 yards last year like that's how focused and they were to make oh to get god
0: the... I, I didn't know you played football <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: anyway so yes so yeah. as you were saying
2: yeah, so I mean, considering that they focused on Derrick Henry in their offensive game plan, to have eight touchdowns, um, that just shows your red zone threat. We need red zone threats. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of the QB that's here. So yes. I really yeah. like the the tight ends that we got. And then yeah, so from a from a defensive standpoint, I really, really, really love the Judon signing. Mm-hmm. Matt Judon from an edge rusher standpoint was one of the best over the past couple of years he had a kind of a down year last year um and it was a stacked Ravens D so maybe he, he did get pressures but he didn't get the sack numbers that he was getting the you know years prior but I think we haven't had a real rusher like that since Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins and when Hightower was in his prime Hightower yeah and even though we get an older high tower back, you don't know how he's gonna, you know, look like and how mm-hmm. he's gonna be, how effective he's gonna be. I really like him, be- Bill, shoring up the the linebacking core with the Van Noy and the Judon signing. Um, it's just so it's so helpful having guys that know how to play the position and then you get to the quarterback because it helps you from a defensive line standpoint. It just takes pressure off in other places. Like if you can get pressure to the quarterback yep your your, yeah. cor- your corners don't have to play as hard like they right. can you know they don't have to focus on
0: they have Patrick more time to get in position they have yeah right they have more t- right uh no i i i agree with that i mean the the i'm sure you'll agree with this the line both offensive and defensively mm-hmm. are the unsung heroes of football yeah
1: and really the, the unsung too.
0: and for this team as well right mm-hmm. i mean it's something about you know new england and boston sports it's Typically defense first when you mm-hmm. can And this is like you said, a great way to sure up those positions. Because you mm-hmm. saw in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's defense. I on top of Tom Brady's God tier, just everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> am, I, am I a huge Tom Brady fan? I think I might be.
2: <laughs> I think you might be.
0: <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm gonna stop uh <laughs> Okay, but again, somebody dispute that. He is the goat. Regardless, Tampa Bay's defense really really help them because you are going up against one of the most like prolific young quarterbacks in the league yeah. that we have seen in 10 years right right so for their defense to put so much pressure on the uh the Chiefs during the Super Bowl mm-hmm. really helped out everything else about the game so the fact that we're making those moves to 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 make our defense solid and to add some I like I know Algalore uh, Aguilar Algalore. I know Aguilar and Bourne aren't, probably aren't the greatest wide receivers that you said that we could have gotten. Mm-hmm. I think just adding like, for the depth. most part, yeah, yes. Yeah, adding some depth is yeah. what we needed. God, imagine if Tom Brady was still on this team.
2: De- <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> if he had two, uh, If he had two tight ends again, oh my God. It's over. It's <sighs> over. Because it's situational, right? And
1: then
0: that's the whole thing about when you're playing pro football. You're playing chess. Mm -hmm. It's about about the situation. It's you need to get a run. Every situation is different. Every team is different. But it's who's going to be the best fit for the job. And now you can switch it up, right? Yeah. Sorry, Ryan Izzo. (laughs) (laughs) It had to happen. How do you think... Regardless of the Cam Newton now, well, again, we talked last year. We're like, or last year, last week, we said, "Oh, the Patriots had probably to be going be as good this year." So, uh, mm. you know, whatever. But now,
2: how you feeling? As for as much as what we did, you're only as good as your quarterback. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, we did really well. I don't think we can immediately say this is a playoff team. Like, it's okay. like it's written in stone. I do think. If the kicker and Cam Newton, or if the kicker won you a couple games, Cam Newton lost you a bunch of games. Depending on if it was like his fault or his talent's fault, I think we can get maybe a win or two more than what we did last year. And so now it's going to be a seventeen-game season. I'm if Cam Newton still the QB won at the beginning of the season. I'm projecting like a...
0: Extra win or two.
2: Yeah, like an, a 9-8 and eight season. Like, Is
0: that playoff worthy depending on where other people are? I don't, or are don't know.
2: I don't know because the Dolphins did way better than that last year. The Bills obviously did way better than that last year. So if those two are above, it may be enough to get you know to look at a wild card spot but the the AFC is still a, a dom is, is still a dominant uh, conference or a top heavy conference it's going to be up to how well you know teams like the Colts do and teams of the fringe teams of that nature so i'm not writing it in stone but i think we're a little closer we're definitely we definitely closer this week than we were last week <laughs>
0: Trace, I agree with you. If we get Deshaun Watson, we're a solid playoff team. Mm -hmm. But I think there's hope. And maybe that's because Boston sports are down bad. So I'm looking for something to hold on to.
2: But I like our signings. I do. Okay, I do. I I love the signings as a whole. Yep.
0: Oh, actually, also, I want to talk on something else, too. So this was actually a request from uh, somebody who listens to the podcast to talk about that. So there we are. And another thing, too, from our TikTok, Shreyas, uh, I received the question. Would you rather ball, play ball in Mm -hmm. LeBron's shoes or Jordan's shoes? Okay. Do you have an opinion?
2: Um, So I have ball in neither I'm not I like, guess as, <laughs> as big of a sneakerhead as you are from a from a basketball standpoint um
0: Trace is still rocking those 2008 Adidas uh, flappy boosts
2: <laughs> correct I am I am the uh, bargain bin basketball player uh, <laughs> but I guess from a brand standpoint right I do I do think the classic Way, color waves of jordan uh i would love to you know if i can if i can find me a good pair i'd love to buy a, a cheaper <laughs> pair i'd love to buy uh, and play in uh a pair of jordan's but i want to know i want to know your thoughts uh you've played in both i want to see i have what, what you think? i have
0: played in both my personal preference and this might strike some as alarming but my personal preference is um i would rather play in no in Jordans excuse me I'd rather play in Jordans and this is because I played in LeBron's and every year these things are chunky Mm. like since the LeBron probably 14 15 these things are chunky it literally feels like big chungus on your feet now what they advertise with is a lot of impact protection and cushioning Mm -hmm. and that's great but you also see that the retail edition and the player edition of LeBron's are very, very different. Like, believe it or not. So LeBron, a lot of times, has a wider shoe. He has uh, slightly different traction patterns. And they're just, Mm -hmm. like, designed to fit his foot. And that's great because this man is, again, a freak athlete. So he is coming in. He's putting a lot of power in his legs. He's jumping from wicked far out, like his dunks, his elevation, his lateral movement. You know, how do you think he gets those blocks? So that Mm -hmm. shoe, that impact protection is great for him. (laughs) But when you have average Joe Schmo who isn't over 200 pounds and we're just trying to like play some basketball outside, these yeah. things are like weights on your feet. Now, you can look over to – I actually saw somebody on this same thread say that Jordan's shoes weren't made for basketball. But I would like you to direct you to the uh, first years of Jordan when he was playing basketball in these shoes and absolutely dominating. So mm-hmm. just throwing that out there. they become more of a lifestyle shoe, but – I don't think I'd play in Jordan ones per se. I'd probably play the earliest shoe. I'd probably play in would probably be a three, but oh, I huh. would rather play in Jordans with the new ones. I liked the 33s, which were the ones with like the zip tie. I think they're on 35 and 36 is coming out later this year. Right. The 35s are really cool to me. 34s are okay, but I would rather ball in that. They're a little bit lighter. The traction isn't always the best, but you know, LeBron's shoes attraction isn't always the best either. So All to right. answer the question, would rather ball in Jordans? TBH. Okay. Yep. That is said and done. Shreyas, give us your facts. Uh. It's time for Shreyas' Fact of the Week.
2: Well, Max, my <laughs> fun fact of the week is that the – person who filed the patent for the pringles uh can tube tube can tubular can you know that
0: totally tubular
2: tubular can that he made <laughs> fried uh friedrich bar um okay. he so he filed cool. the patent for that can shape and then he also yeah. filed the patent for the shape the shape of the chip which is a hyperbolic chip uh hyperbolic sh- pattern and okay. it allows for the ease of stacking and you know minimizes chips breaking when you're transporting units of mm. pringles cans
1: mm.
2: and so he asked his i guess dying wish was to be buried in the can that made him so popular what and so his family <gasps> i guess fulfilled that wish and some of his ashes were buried in an original flavored pringles can and buried in the ground so i thought that was a very interesting fact um what in this? is so popular and he was the one that made them. he said you know i'm taking this to the grave and he did wow
0: that's dedication he was buried in a six foot
2: no 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 he was cremated and some of his ashes were Oh. Placed into a normal Pringle can, <laughs> no, that'd be so funny if he was buried in a, a regular
0: I thought, sorry, when he said that. I thought that he was like they made like a super big tube, and they're like, all right, they,
2: <laughs> put it in the they ground. Sli- they slid him in.
0: <laughs> oh crap! My hand got stuck.
2: <laughs> no. Are your hands oh, are
0: your hands God. supple and slender enough for Pringle cans? Because my at the base, the bottom of my palm oh. is too fat.
2: No, yeah, my hand, my hand is a a pretty thin, <laughs> lanky fingered hand. Um, so I'm usually pretty good with with Pringles.
0: Okay, so you can just, kinda like, throop, yeah, right can just kind of like slip right in. just
2: kind of you know right right where the slip right out. Right where the curve is, and just kind of flip them out, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Just kind of you know, you just gotta get a little bit of rotation in the wrist and bring them out.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you're doing like a corkscrew kind of method when you're. I
2: oh, just just like a you you know you you straighten it out and then you flick the wrist up and you you kind of you know get it on an edge a little bit and you bring it out okay wow
1: yeah yeah pretty good okay yeah yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. tell me about it wow (laughs) i really thought he was buried in a pringle scan so that That would would, be
1: uh, hilarious that
0: would be funny (laughs) oh what a guy okay that's really cool you know what yeah shrey if i was you know i want to be buried in this podcast (laughs) No, I want I want, to be, I want you hard be copies buried in audio medium. Yes, I want to be buried in Adobe Audition. <laughs> no, I want hard copies of every single episode. I want them thrown into my casket. Mm. And by that time, Shreya's, you know, I mean, we'll have. So yeah, we'll
2: have, the, episodes, we'll have the we'll have the greatest we'll have the greatest hit CD come out soon.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have I mean, we'll have Shreya's fact of the week special. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a, it'll be like a, uh, a, you know, like a comedy special they put on Spotify, except it'll be like, um, now, like we'll have like you know Barry White do our, uh, our intros and stuff.
1: You know, baby
2: Now
0: they say too when, much. About...
2: Remember and Max talked about the Celtics and they sucked? Like <laughs> it'll be like that. <laughs> yeah, you know how many
0: cutaways we're gonna have for that, right? <laughs> Oh, Shreyas, you have uh, also you have somebody else um, that I was talking to that enjoys Kodoba. So oh wow, the Let's few, go. the proud, the thirty Cadoba.
2: Let's go. The <Qdoba Qdoba>. few, <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> the proud, the Qdoba. Uh, We stand. Anyway, we stand together. Yeah,
0: you guys do. It's a, it's a, what a small group, but we're proud. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shrey, any last thoughts?
1: Uh, no. All
0: right. Take it or leave it. I feel good. All right. You have been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.